Kingdom, WKBAG Studios, Wario K. Rule, Bowser, Andros Gannon. This is Video Games, a comedy show. My name is Jeremy Schmidt, and it is a beautiful Monday morning as toads hustle and bustle to and from work and the Koopas, well, they're all in jail. Uh, to my left, I have one of the most indelible, sensational members of the Zoo Tycoon crew, Michael McCaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up? Don't you worry, girly. Ooh, spooky, man. How are you, sir? I'm great. Excellent. Uh, why don't you introduce the person to your left? To my left, I have uh, one of the s- most sterling examples of a human being I have ever come across, oh, Michael good. Hearn. You're not wrong. Michael Hearn, we're about to kill some arms. Killing arms since 2019. That's right. Uh, and we have and a new we have a new member of the Zoo Tycoon crew uh, with us today. Someone I've wanted to have on the show for a while, uh, Mr. Greg Smith. Hello, ZTC hey. baby. <laughs> uh, and so, Greg, um, I didn't, I don't know a ton about your video game history, which we're gonna we're gonna get into in a second. Okay. So I was going off of. Um, not a ton of information uh, when I was making your sound, so, and but I, I thought this kind of captured you, your okay. essence. Okay, ready? This is your it, your canon sound effect for at least all of 2019. I love it when you call me Big Papa. <laughs> now, this is an interesting <laughs> choice. Because the two things I love yeah. are jazz. Yes. And when people call me Big Papa. Oh, perfect. So I'd say you hit it on the head. <laughs> oh, that's great. I was I was actually worried. Yeah. What is that from? So um, the song playing underneath is actually from the hit video game classic Bubsy. And uh, the quote is fr- uh, from the hit uh, basketball uh, game NBA Jam. Mm. Oh, well, I'm certainly familiar with NBA Jam. Yeah. So uh, in the, the announcer in NBA Jam loves it when you call him Big Papa. And Bubsy loves a good jazzy tune. Is, now, you are a man of music. I True. know this about you. True. Uh, does that, is that song already a song, or is that Bubsy's song? I think it's just an original tune written for, the, for okay. Bubsy. Sure. I, I wasn't sure. Listening to it, I was like, is this a standard? I don't think so, no. Yeah, because sometimes in video games, you know, they'll use like... They'll use just like regular classical. I know Banjo Kazooie famously "Teddy Bear Parade" or "Teddy Bear Picnic." It's like a British song oh, from wow. the British developers, oh, rare. Yeah. And okay. uh, that was one of those like I was listening to a British video game podcast talking about it, and they're like, "Oh, obviously, Teddy Bear Parade yeah. Picnic is in it." And I was like, "Yeah, obviously." And I don't know why I felt like. I needed to seem cool to the podcast <laughs> I was listening to, and yet there I was. The Tetris theme too is a Russian, that's uh, right, folk song, right? Hmm. Okay, so that that's not just for Tetris then. No, that wow. was like a, an old piece of music. That yeah, they, yeah. Hmm. This is very interesting uh, stuff, and I think I would like to have you back on the show uh, to talk about video game music in general. I, I don't would, know. I don't know if I, you're interested yes, in that, but I could talk about that for a hundred years. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Until because like I'm dead. between like like the different sound chips and stuff they would use in different consoles and like how they were utilized is also something I'm kind of interested in. Mm. I don't know anything about this. I would need to do a ton more research, but that is a future episode. But this episode you, is not about that. You're teasing. Mm. I'm teasing future episodes your regular, here, people. Your regular Kevin Feige over here. I'm a regular Kevin Feige. Feige? T- uh, Feige. Ah, yeah. your regular Kevin Feige. <laughs> uh, great. Um, so, uh, Greg, uh, a little bit more about you, uh, just for the listeners' sake, because uh, people are lost right now. They're upset. 
They, they heard my voice and they yeah. immediately shut it off. Yeah, <laughs> Who is this said, man? He's not a member of the Zoo Tycoon crew. I'll give it five minutes for him to explain where he comes from, and then I'll or I'll shut it off. Yeah. And so, uh, what is a little bit of your history with regards to video games in general? Sure. So, I grew up uh, just outside of Detroit, Michigan, and I played a bunch of video games growing up. Um, I've played Hold for Plane. Hold for Plane. Yep. Hold we on. don't got to hold for playing. Doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> this is this is an a doors opening and shutting uh, constantly podcast. Ah. Um. Leave it in. I'll leave it. Leave in it podcast. in. Leave it in. Leave it. Leave that plane in. Um, no. So Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. So I grew up playing video games all the time. My older brother and I. You know, you could usually find us in my childhood home's basement with our kind of like. We had like a decent sized four by three CRT TV. Very cool. Do you was, still have that? I do believe it is still downstairs. Yeah, that thing. I bet it could be worth some money. I bet it could. It yeah. was like a. Th- it was a road thick trip. Road yeah. trip. Let's go. Detroit. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, we uh we had Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. We had a Sega Genesis. You had both. We oh did boy. have both. Yeah. Spoiled rotten brat. It does feel a little ghost. Another bitty <laughs> reference right there. <laughs> Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, I yeah. didn't picture this. That's right. Wow. And if you don't know, now you know. know. We also had uh, mostly Nintendo stuff. I had a 64. Mm -hmm. Um, We also had a Sega Dreamcast, which was maybe my favorite console growing up. But then, like, you know, GameCube, Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo house. I'm at, we're at Nintendo home, for Very sure. Very cool. But, you know, my friends had uh, PS2 through 4. I, I've dabbled in all of them. I would say my home base is Nintendo with Sega as a little side piece. I was going to say, uh, yeah, it's like you were cheating on it with the enemy, but just slightly. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, PlayStation is, those are like the one, two, three. Yeah. Okay, great. So yeah, because when we were getting ready for the show, we had a, a we had a very polite email exchange back and polite, forth about yeah. about Halo Panic Combat stricken. Evolved, which is which is our main event. What we're going to be talking about today is just Halo One. But uh, you were very nice and being like, I don't know if I'm right for this episode. I don't know much about Halo. And hey, believe you me, brother, I don't either. Uh, I did own an Xbox, but like I played Halo like a little a lot of multiplayer, maybe with friends, but that's about it. And it's been like a million years since I did it. So don't worry. You're in good, capable hands. You don't need to know really anything going hey, into thanks, this. Thanks, man. Yeah. And I appreciated that you called me brother just then. Uh, well, hey, Brother Smith. Mm. Uh, we are trying to start a religion. It is going slowly. What are your roadblocks? Um, Anybody believing <laughs> in us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to have fans first. Um, okay, cool. So uh, have you been... We'll start with you then. Have you been playing anything lately? Anything you're excited about? Yeah, sure. My... Gaming habits tend to be, uh, I'm a bit of a hopper. Ooh, good. I feel like I have like five to six games going on at once. I'll dive into them a little bit at a time, and I'll finish none of them. (laughs) (laughs) And that's fun. Um, So I have a Switch, and I have an SNES Classic right now. That's a good one-two punch right there. Indeed. So I'm playing uh, the new Super Mario Deluxe, whatever the full title of that is. Ah, yes. New Super Mario Bros. We... New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. Yeah. Which is very fun. Yeah. Um, But I'm also playing some Grim Fandango. Uh, Oh, Is that on Switch? It is. Wow. And I... Very mastered it, yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. Um, and That's I grew cool. up loving just fucking. Mm-hmm. Can you swear? I just swore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can Great. swear. I grew up just fucking adoring the LucasArts point and click mm-hmm. like silly games, and this is just such a. It was one I missed. Yeah. Uh, and to dive into this world that I like already know I love, it's just like ooh, a warm bath, you know? Yeah. Mm. I've been looking at it. Uh, you guys are familiar with Humble Bundle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they have a a Sony That's section right. now. I don't know if they're going to I don't know if it's just for this month or if they're going to continue having Sony like well, they have Nintendo on it now too. Yeah, I saw that, which is that's really exciting cuz that's but like, like just 3DS stuff, right? No, some Switch stuff. What? Yeah, I actually they gave, gave out like a coupon for the first uh, purchase and I used it to get the Auto expansion for Splatoon 2 <laughs> for five yeah. months off. That's great. For I, I thought Humble Bundle, you could only do PC games. Yeah, I think they've ex- expanded up. their reach because now they Ooh. even include books. Like, there's a Humble yeah. Bundle oh. for books. Like paper books? Like, I can pick them up and read them? Probably <laughs> digital. Oh. Yeah. Unfortunately. Now, I know we're all about tactile uh-huh. uh, experiences here, but this one is purely digital. We like the feel. Grim Fandango, though, is on the the Sony's yeah. one th- mm. this month, so I've, I've been looking for at maybe... Yeah, it's like a dollar. For a dollar? Yeah. Worth it. Worth it. That's great. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay, great. Uh, Hearn, what have you been playing, right. bud? Uh, well, I mean, I ha- still have been on that PSVR grind a little mm-hmm. bit. On that grind. On that grind, running it up. You wake up yeah. to your alarm. You go, uh, roll your eyes. Got to beat Saber again. All right, <laughs> let me punch in. Uh, have been doing that. Uh, keep talking and nobody explodes is kind of the fun surprise of it because me and uh, my girlfriend have been playing a lot of that, and it's a really good, like, figuring out how to game that system through communication i've heard that game is so fun it is it's really cool it's if you don't know the concept too well it's about one person looks at the bomb the other person has the manual on how to dismantle it so it's all about one person communicating to the other how to do it and so you can imagine it's a good test of your relationship because the Mm -hmm. one other person is about to explode and the other (laughs) person has to save them uh, it's a good relationship ender uh, slash starter. Uh, well, we're braving it. We're knocking out bombs left and right, baby. Very, very good. Uh, <laughs> All right, baby. <laughs> All right, thank All right, you, baby. Um, but beyond that, uh, there was also sale on Steam. I got a couple of games, including the like, lunar actually, sale. Huh? Yeah, that's right. I uh, got some sale stuff off. I actually had to refund Fimbleweed because that's going to be the next. Uh, yeah, Epic Games that's for free. Mm. So I bought that, but then I saw that though I got my money back. But I did buy another kind of LucasArts game called Unavowed, which is like a yeah point and click like choose your own adventure and uh, you know like figure out the different characters and do different paths game. And I was trying a little bit of that. It seems pretty interesting. What's the tone of it? It is a little comical too. It is Good. a little bit of that LucasArts like you highlight stuff and it has a little like little blurb about the stuff you're looking at that's kind of humorous. And no, I grew up with those games too, so it's good to know another a fan of like oh, yeah. Sam and Matt's and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Day of the Maniac. Tentacle. Yeah, yes. I got the remastered. Maniac are, Mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really dirt cheap now, too. Like, it's always yeah, and I will time. say, if you are a phone or tablet player, those games work great that on makes those sense. devices. Yeah. yeah. You don't um, have to dry your mouse, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did any, uh, any of y'all play Loom? No. I tried that a little bit. I had like some of the way older Ultrasar Steam, but I don't even, I think you have to like DOS bots it now because they're like not compatible anymore. But I had like, yeah, the Dr. Brain games and like some like older stuff. And I think I had Loom for a little bit. And yeah, from what I, in the dig. Yes. yes. I remember those. Yeah. Yes. Memory lane. Uh, I definitely would have to like figure out how to redo them, but I remember playing a little bit of them. And yeah, like different tones, but still really interesting uh, engine on them. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I 
really enjoyed about Loom, it was kind of the exception that proved the rule. If mm-hmm. like I love the LucasArts stuff because they're kind of silly and comical. Yeah. Loom is so serious. Ooh. Yeah. And it's so like dark and like i remember playing it as a kid i believe no spoiling a bit of loom i'll keep it vague a child dies in loom (laughs) and you have to reckon with the fact that it might be your fault and then the child comes back as a ghost and sort of like hey thanks buddy that kind of thing (laughs) yeah and i played it as a child (laughs) (laughs) this is a lot to take in but i Uh, love it if a game ever asked me to reckon with killing a child i would just say hey game make me (laughs) i Make me. I don't want to. All right. Uh, McCaller? <laughs> what <are you> <laughs> um, we did a whole episode on it, so we don't have to go too deep, but mm-hmm. man, I've been deep on that Resident Evil 2 oh, remake. Oh, no, no, You can definitely update How is the it? podcast. It's my, I mean, I'm the wrong person to ask because but. Resident Evil 2 was my favorite game until this game came out, and now Resident Evil 2 is still my favorite game, but I have a different year in the parentheses after it. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. It's so, it's everything I ever wanted. Oh, yeah. I'm, get, I'm at the, I'm like getting S plus rankings on all the scenarios. You screenshotted like, that, sent it to me to, uh, today, I, did. I think. <laughs> yeah, that my was My first S plus, I sent it to Jeremy. I was very yeah. proud. <laughs> I did Claire B. I finished Claire B, and I was so psyched because I was beating it so fast, and I was doing such a good job, and I got a B. Mm. And I realized it's because like, I think you have to beat it in under three and a half hours, and I beat it in four. That's just so upsetting. <laughs> I feel like every game that has a grading system, I'm always like, oh, I nailed it, and then I get a C. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, whatever. What, what happened? Yeah. Um, but I, I will say that ending is very good. Someone uh, mentioned on another podcast that Capcom made that ending song. Like they they wrote that ending song yeah. to make it feel like you were in 1998 again. <laughs> yeah, they did well. Which is so oh, perfect because that song is so it's so perfectly 90s, like <laughs> late 90s, uh, kind of like grunge, uh, r- rap rock. And, and also, I found out I kept telling you I think you have to beat certain other modes to unlock the original soundtrack of the game. Mm-hmm. I found out. I just have that because I bought like the deluxe edition uh, of sure, it. Sure. So I could just go in and turn on the original Resident Evil 2 music yeah. and the credits music is the original credits music. That's like, great. I played that game so much so I heard that again yeah. and man, it's such a perfect mix of like hitting me where I remember nostalgia is but then like surprising me just enough but yeah. then like still sitting me back into like that comfortable recliner of a game I know. It's great. It's yeah. so good. That's amazing. Uh, I'm playing a little game for review right now called Reverie, uh, the Sweet As Edition, which I don't know if that's a if that they're doing a joke with how do the they spell sweet it? Sweet As Edition. I think is it. I don't. I can't tell if it's because this game is very seems to be very genuinely sweet and uh, nice. I was, all right, I was about to say like the title is Reverie. It's like I'm not. Sh- yeah, sure it's but it's the Sweet part. As Edition. Sweet but it's it, I I couldn't tell if they're doing like Sweet Ass Edition. But it's it's very strange. It is a it is a earthbound Zelda like. Mm. Uh, so it's got this kind of beautiful earthbound graphic quality. I mean, and and it's a complete like kind of like mirror of earthbound to, to the po- but it's British. So instead of getting a baseball bat as <laughs> Ness, you get a rugby paddle as there you Ness. Go, of course. And it, and and the and the guy is a kid, little kid with a backwards hat. Looks mm. a lot like the Ness sprite. Yes, yeah. But except that, like when you go into town, there's like British flags waving and stuff. It's 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 so charming. But once you get into dungeons, it's not an RPG where you're like 
getting into random encounters, you are it's like a it's a top down sort of link to the past grid where That's you're like wow. whacking whacking that enemies. Pretty good, actually. What's it for? It is for Switch. Ooh. So yeah, I got a, I got my review copy. This is this is one that I kind of wanted bad, mm. so I was like gunning for it for the place that I do reviews for. And uh, and once I opened it up, it was, immediately I was like, yes! Mm. Like mm. like the first like like the first uh, dungeon, you go into your grandpa's basement and that's the dungeon <laughs> and the final boss of the dungeon is a washing machine <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's like a ghost has uh has possessed the washing machine um and it's 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 uh yeah it just looks great i because it's an indie i i can see the game being short i don't know yet but i hope it's like got some girth to it mm. like i'm hoping it's like a, a bigger experience because mm-hmm. I could do this game for a while. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I'm back on my Dragon Quest Eleven bullshit. I've been uh, going back through that game. I, I realize I'm 50 hours into it with 50 plus to go. So that experience will haunt me until I'm dead, probably. Um, and I'm trying to do a feature for it. Uh, so that might be something we plug later. Something I plug for the website or something. Um but yeah, I would like to do some sort of video or something on Dragon Quest. Anyways, uh, you guys want to jump in the news? Yes. Yes. I speak for all of us when I say yes. When I say yes. Uh, so the news is so light this week that uh, I've included like what's new on PS Plus and Xbox Games with Gold. Uh, so I guess we could start with that. Uh, Hitman and yes. For Honor are the PS Plus games this month. Hitman being, I think, good. Yeah, I've heard it's great. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've been playing a little bit of it actually. I put, well, I even got two eventually, but yeah, it's a pretty nifty idea. And the whole PS Plus is like they rolled it out as like a chat as chapters of mm-hmm. like a subscription where you would buy it in installations. And now it's just it's been two years. You can get it all in one bundle for yeah. cheap, I imagine. But now for free. Now the whole thing is yes. for free. Yeah, because like when I attempted to download it, it was like the game and then like a ton of different chapters. Yeah, it's like DLC style. Could you play them without having bought the original game? Like, could you just buy chapter three? Like, I don't think so. I think it's like you buy like the base chapter and then you could buy whichever chapter you feel like. It's kind of, but it wouldn't make, I mean, it doesn't have to be chronological because it is its own like experience. But mm-hmm. yeah, like. Um, but what this is doing for you now is just, yeah, you can just download them all in one gulp or parse it out, but you're still being able to play the full game experience. Yeah, I'm psyched about it. I think that's an extra one. It's yeah. pretty good. That's, a, that's, a, that's like a big get for the PS Plus subscribers. Yes. The, I, I'm, I got one of those 500 gigabyte PS4s, though. Oh, so yeah. uh, inventory management on that thing is like a... a a big problem. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I have to like be sure I'm ready to play a game before I install it on that system. Cause I just have so much crap on there already. So that's one of the unfortunate things about having like a smaller size hard drive in your system, but I want to try it. So maybe I guess I have to beat dragon quest, red dead, uh, <laughs> and a bunch of other games. I look forward to you yeah. trying in 2025. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, and this, I guess, will apply to McCaller if you do have games with gold? I don't know. <laughs> okay, and uh, if you are an Xbox Games with Gold uh, subscriber, you have Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon, very good Castlevania-like, mm-hmm. uh, Super Bomberman R. Uh, Ooh, I won't play that. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Rogue? Sure. Okay, and Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. Oh. Like 
like from the 90s? I think so. I was oh, that game, was, yeah. that game rules. Yeah? All right. I'll download that guy. Yeah. Oh, I play Jedi Knight all the time. Are you going to play it? Yeah. Be real. I'm going to... Don't gonna, lie. I'm going to do the thing I do with all of the Xbox games with gold where I start downloading them so they're in my available list uh-huh. and then probably never play them. Yeah. Okay. But that's, it'll be there. It'll be in my library. Yeah. Um, those are those are great gets. Uh, how about some new releases for this week, huh? Uh, War Groove. Did we talk about that last we week? We did, didn't we? Jesus, this is a light week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Etrian Odyssey, huh? What a define Etrian. <laughs> I couldn't. You know, Etrian's one of those things where you know it when you see it. Mm. I think you can't really define it. Like that judge. Like that judge. <laughs> you about, know him when you see mm-hmm. that judge. Uh, I think that's a. I think that's a, probably a beautiful RPG for. I think that is a Switch title too, right? Oh, uh, is it? I thought it might have been 3DS or someone. It may be that. All right. Yeah, but I remember the Etrian Odyssey is a little bit like first person dungeon crawlers RPG, oh. JRPG heavy character based kind of thing. I just picked up my phone thinking I was going to look it up, and then I was like, no, yeah, no, I'm it's, not going to do that. It's, it, it, it was, my phone was in airplane mode, yeah. so it was just enough like yeah hesitancy to swipe <laughs> up and turn it off. It was like. Might I get a text when I do? I don't know. I got so bored for you <laughs> when I saw you about to look up what's, what console Etrian Odyssey is on. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I actually heard really good things about that series, so maybe one day. I'm waiting for all of 3DSs to just go like on such big yeah. clearance like and all of their games to become like a dollar and dollar mm. bins because I mm. love that console, but I don't want to pay $40 to play... Metroid Luigi's 2 Mansion <laughs> Dark Moon yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and God Eater 3 that's probably the biggest title that came out today God Eater anyone here a fan of God Eater I feel like I have played one of the old ones for would it have been like PS2 I I yeah maybe yeah let's 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 look I that up I remember it being very weird and idiosyncratic in mm-hmm. a way that I was on board with. On board with. Okay, good. Was good. it like a third-person action-y, beat up y kind of something? Yeah. It looks like uh, it's, got, it's got a little RPG element, some Monster Hunter-looking stuff going mm. on in there. This is like the third one. This is not the game I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. God Eater 2. God Eater... Yeah, you know... um. Uh, TBD on that series. Yeah. TBD. We'll we'll do a we'll do an extensive, heavily researched mm. report on it soon. Hey Jeremy, but... I think there's a new release you didn't include on there. Oh, what, what is it? Apex Legends free. On <laughs> All right. Well, that was going to be my crown jewel of the oh, news segment. Me. Was going to be the 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 final uh, the final news segment is uh, Apex Legends came out. Guys, <laughs> what a crazy week, huh? Uh, the the developer is respawn. 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 And somehow they kept this game under wraps for the entire development cycle. It got released by EA, and it's just a free first-person shooter for mm-hmm. PS4 and Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same, it's a, it is a PC maybe too. P, yeah, probably PC. It is a uh, what do we call those PUBG-like games? Battle Royale. What, Battle Royale with borrowing elements from that Blizzard game. Overwatch. Overwatch. Uh, what, and you've played a little bit of yeah, it. Yeah, I've tried a little bit of it. It's pretty neat. What do you think? It's interesting. I think the main thing is the cool elements of it are the Titanfall-ish elements, just they're also the same studio. So like you're ziplining, you're running on walls, you've you know, got those type of weapons to it too, so it's got that heft to it. 
and then yeah the overwatch elements are you and your two other partners because it's always squad based it's always mm-hmm. a trio against the other world sure uh you have your own abilities that can kind of balance each other and help each other out and what little i played of it seems like it's potentially pretty interesting and the world is kind of titanfall too where you're just like ruins but they're like technological ruins they're not like fortnite-ish uh buildings and stuff or i'm so sick of stone ruins you know yeah i know i'm tired of it too i want those solid metal stainless steel walls that i can run up some bits in your ruins Mm. yeah that's what i'm hey how about about just like clean it up so it's not a ruin (laughs) right it's like a place put a put up a panera (laughs) put up a put up a chipotle express have you heard they're they're making chipotle drive-thru lanes now wow this is great news Uh, it's really great news news, not to hijack the yeah Video game conversation. No, no, no. This is good. <laughs> Express, because I've always wanted to just drive right. I went to Chipotle yes. the other day, and I had to park and get out. The one over on Larchmont. And oh, I know that one. That's a good Chipotle, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Hmm, let's unpack that. <laughs> what makes what makes it so good? I like the ones where it's very easy to steal their habanero sauces. Yeah, because I always do that whenever I've gone yeah. Chipotle. I I like the the Tabasco Chipotle edition. I yes. like those ones. Yes, is the yes. habanero the green? Yes, that's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Um. So this is this. Okay. So what? Wait, I, really quick though. I do think that the way you become a good Chipotle <laughs> is how much scoopage you get in your burrito. Mm-hmm. Oh, like rice yeah. or meat? Uh, meat. Specifically, yeah. Yeah. Well, and also like if they say, "Do you want guac?" and then they like don't charge you. Oh, that's happened to me a couple. Times. I think you were getting hit on. I think you were getting flirted <laughs> on. Yeah, that sounds like oh, a, well, you were getting flirted on bad. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I was I was doing everything I could to just charm the hell out of the guy making my burrito. What were you doing? Um, a lot of uh, being like, uh, oh, I'll take a I'll take sour cream. Um, love that cream. You know, a lot of like, uh, just like you're winking excessively. Yeah, that a lot of winking, work. Yeah. sort of positively affirming yeah. the ingredients. Mm-hmm. The yes. ingredients in the in the in the burrito. I was like, I was like, I'll take all three hot sauces. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a, I like them spicy. How do you like yours? You know, like right, trying mm, to sort of building a connection. Building a connection. Yeah, yeah. And uh, nope, he wrote the big G on my burrito mm. and tossed it to the lady. Mm-hmm. And then she said, I'll be right back and went into the back room for a while. And I just stared at my burrito <laughs> that I hadn't paid for. This was not the large one that you just said was really good. <laughs> no, this is the large one. Oh, all right. They I just, yeah. Every other one just sort of yells at me. Oh, boy. Um, I think it's. I think it's a you thing. <laughs> <laughs> if it's every other one. Nah, I don't know. Really aggressive Chipotle customer. What can mm, we say? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, Chipotle, though, delicious. Some people have tried to sell me on other burrito places like mm. Freebirds. And, I was about uh, to say, Freebirds was a favorite of mine because they had refried beans as a possibility. You did yeah. different sizes of burritos, all that good stuff. And they were the first ones, to, I think, to put good. in like queso. Like, yes, you could, queso you sauce could have was really hot, good. Delicious queso. Yeah. But it never tasted good to me. I liked it. I think the only downside for me is location now is impossible. It mm-hmm. used to be one in USC, and I used to live near there, so it worked out for me when I first came out to LA. Yeah. Now they're like nowhere. They're like down here or something. They're like hard to find. Yeah. So I haven't had one in a good minute. Yeah. 
So I think what's kind of cool about this Apex Legends game is that we didn't know about it, and it was a surprise game. Now, I may not play this game. I may not be a big fan of this game, but it makes me still believe that, like, magic is real, Mm -hmm. right? If a game can just drop and be, like, a 10 million now uh, user base. Cross you nothing. Yeah. Yeah. when did it drop? How 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 short of a time did it take to grow that many users? That's incredible. But it was this past week, right? Yeah, it's wow. been about a week. Yeah. So is it that? And you you were saying it was good. Is it truly that it's like we have all discovered the hot new thing, or is it just like a marriage of convenience? It's free. It's here. Let's try it. That I think is how they got the user yeah. base. But what kept the user base probably is that it's a a very well respected development team mm. with a with like the most money a publisher's ever had. <laughs> yeah, publisher. So it's it's kind of both. But like, I mean, it'd be like a Star Wars movie. Just it's out now. Like, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Like that would be. There's definitely a precedence in the music world. Oh with your, sure, with your Beyonces, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and then like the Cloverfield Paradox, mm-hmm, sort of. They yeah. did that move. It's it's a cool move. Yeah, I think so. It's a confident move. Is yes. also yeah, what it is. is, especially what it with is. musicians. I think that is a very confident thing mm-hmm. to be like, no press, no marketing. Mm-hmm. Boom! It's, I'm like that confident in my fan base and in and in my product that this thing will move mountains. And then if you're Beyonce, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's very good at music. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorites. Uh, so that's going to wrap up the news, I guess. And unless anyone else has any other news stories that they've heard of that they want to talk about, mention. No, what happened this week? Nothing. Mm. Nothing. That I mean, that was big, but other than that, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Closing us out. Okay. We're going to hear a quick word from our sponsors before we uh, get into our main event, which is Halo Combat Evolved or Halo 1. <coughs> Uh, <clears throat> hey, gunheads, get your gun nut loving hands on a brand new line of Halo 1 exclusive M60 pistols, reissued and just as powerful as ever before. Just how powerful is this pistol? Well, it's more powerful than any other gun, that's for sure. Uh, is it more powerful than a rocket missile? Yep. Is it more powerful than 100,000 nuclear rocket missiles? Yep. Is it more powerful than all of the world leaders combined, all strapped to mechs, equipped with 100,000 nuclear rocket missiles, and also writing and making laws? Yep. Is it more powerful than getting dumped by the love of your life a hundred thousand times while being strapped to world leaders, writing laws, driving mechs with nuclear missiles? Physically? Yep. Emotionally? Yep. (laughs) The M60 is just that powerful. And with that, we get into our main event, which is, of course, Halo Combat Evolved. starts with a gong <laughs> my favorite one of my favorite sounds <laughs> off mic reference that was on you that was on your list of seven favorite sounds uh-huh. gongs and i didn't get to mine but my favorite is choirs <laughs> <laughs> this really is the marriage of the two two of your favorite sounds yeah. i love this song i didn't know that though until recently when I was listening to it and kind of preparing for the show and going like, I remember this. This kind of lives somewhere in my brain as something good. Like, a lot of these uh, 
games, these AAA shooters and stuff. Like, what's a Call of Duty song? You know, I couldn't tell you. But this, got a I double could... bass, bass drum, kick pedal though. I'll tell you that much. Sure, They've yeah, got a lot of bass. Yeah, it probably is like how the Marvel movies treat music, which is like, you know, we want it to be there and exist, but you don't. It doesn't take away from anything. You don't really wreck it. Doesn't stand out in any kind of way. Uh, yeah, this tune at least has a melody to it. A good melody. It's got sort of like a Celtic yep. vibe to it, which uh, especially that that kind of men's choir that comes in at the beginning. That's uh, that's kind of this iconic two thousand, very two thousand, early two thousands, but uh, uh, iconic sound that I. Uh, and it is a good I choice that they got specifically a men's choir for this game. Right. It does feel like. Uh, the exclusion of any female vocals in, yep. the, in yep. the opening uh, tracks. Yeah, no, Halo's been excluding women since uh, <laughs> since its conception, and uh, and yeah, since it's uh, even in its design, to day, yes. it continues to this day. Uh, Halo One, developed in uh, released in two thousand one, uh, is a game, an exclusive game for the original Xbox. Uh, it features all of your favorites, Master Chief. Cortana. <laughs> if you want to hear the tall alien, the short alien, the tall alien, the short alien, uh, the friend who rides in your warthog with you. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. It, these it, are the characters. It features space, science fiction, and lots and lots of guns and bullets and shooting and shields and damage and bullets and firing and shooting and hiding and running around, but getting all your friends together to shoot each other. <laughs> and uh, a sword, right? And a, well, and a sword. Sword will come in in Halo 2, oh. uh, but uh, but swords were probably a big want in Halo 1 nonetheless. I bet I bet they wanted swords in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, Star, in typical Star Wars fashion, any sci-fi that's come out post-Star Wars, they want to somehow hammer in a space sword. Like, like how can we shoe one, shoehorn one of these in? Uh, so, uh, one of my favorite things I like to do, especially with games that we don't maybe know an incredible amount of, uh, about is, uh, to start with a quiz, huh? Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> quiz time. So how much do you guys think you know about Halo, Greg? <laughs> uh, not much. Not much. <laughs> uh, I, I owned an original Xbox, but I didn't own an Xbox 360 or an Xbox One. Uh, what have, I know, McCullough, you own an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had them all. You've had them all? Uh, I played Halo 1 extensively. I've played all the Halos a lot. I would be shocked if I know a lot of these answers. Sure. Hearn? A decent amount. Yeah, I had at Spots for City up until, and then I had the Halos up until maybe Reach. Mm-hmm. So not four or five. Okay, great. So let's start with question number one. The player's first sighting of Master Chief occurs in which spacecraft? Dawn Under Heaven, Commonwealth, Spirit of Fire, or the Pillar of Autumn? Pillar of Autumn. <laughs> I think it's the pillar of autumn. We'll know if they're right at the end. Okay. Right. Uh, which of these human weapons holds the least amount of ammo at any given time? M90 shotgun, M60 pistol, the Spanker rocket launcher, or MA5B assault rifle? I'm going with the rocket launcher. Probably rocket launcher, right? Probably rocket launcher. Can't hold too many rockets in your belt that often. Which of these covenant weapons is unusable in Halo? Is it... Plasma pistol, needler, plasma rifle, or energy sword? Energy sword. <laughs> that was a gimme. That was lucky. That was, yeah. yeah, that was very lucky. Uh, which of the following grenade types can stick to enemies? Fragmentation grenades, timed grenades, plasma grenades, or all of these grenades? It's 
plasma grenades. Plasma because he used to call grenades. them sticky nades. Sticky nades? That's what they were called. I like that. Mm. I wish I was in the Matar household. I know. I wish I was in your friend group. You yeah. came up with cool names for stuff? Yeah. Which of these covenant forces typically carries a plasma shield, a jackal, an elite, a grunt, or a hunter? Hmm. I think they're called the jackals. They're the thin ones that sometimes don't have it, right? I was going to say the jackal or the hunter. So I'll go with you and say jackal. Okay. Jackal, jackal it is. Jackal. Let's do it. Okay, the flood first appear in what campaign level? Oh, oh Noah, Noah, Old Testament. Noah. <laughs> Old Testament? Okay. Okay. Question. Yes, uh, that's right. Uh, the betrayal, truth and reconciliation, keys, or three four three guilty spark. Ooh. Mission names are always hard. Like that's the true. names of levels. What was the second one again? Truth and reconciliation. That one sounds levels. right to me. Okay. Hey, what kind of hack is out here naming levels? Naming levels. <laughs> Whose job is that? What, yeah. level 8-4 was too much for you? You had to be like the finale, the <laughs> reconciliation of Mario with lava. Or yeah, that. can you imagine if Mario levels were named like Martyrdom and Crest? Yes. <laughs> uh, which of these vehicles is human-made? A ghost, a wraith, a scorpion, or a banshee? Scorpion. They ran through those pretty quickly. Uh, you want them again? No, that's still <laughs> Uh, in, the, in the end of the game, Master Chief and, Cort and Cortana are able to destroy the Halo. True or false? Mm. Well, there was a Halo too, so they couldn't have. False, then. False, yeah. Uh, which of these multiplayer stages does not appear in Halo? Headlong, Sidewinder, Blood Gulcher, Battle Creek. Say it again. Headlong, Sidewinder, Blood Gulcher, Battle Creek. I'm going to guess headlong. Headlong doesn't sound right to me, yeah. Headlong. Okay, which of these items weapons can only be found in the multiplayer PC version of Halo? Overshield, battle rifle, active camo, flamethrower. No idea. Flamethrower. Can you think there's a flamethrower in the PC version? Because there's not one in the Xbox one. That's right. I know that. Okay, let's see. Uh, Pillar of Autumn was correct. The rocket launcher was correct. Energy Yay. sword is correct. Plasma Yay. grenades are correct. Jackal's correct. Ooh, truth and reconciliation. Wrong. It's 343 three, Guilty Spark. Scorpion, what? correct, as uh, the vehicle. Uh, they do destroy the Halo at the end. They, of they destroy mm. a Halo, not the Halo? I, the Halo. After I said oh, it afterwards, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, there's probably multiple Halos. Yeah. I think that was like the big reveal at the end of it. But Headlong and Flamethrower are both correct. Yeah. 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 And that gave us an 80%. Pretty good. We got a 100% on that Resident Evil, well, uh, yeah. too, uh, a quiz. Uh, and I've known none of the answers to both quizzes. So uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, guys, like uh, before we get started kind of talking about the ins and outs and the inner workings of the game and kind of what it did and how it sold and all this good stuff, let's kind of go around and say briefly our experience with it, uh, maybe expound upon it if we have anything more to expound. I know, Greg, you were mentioning that you really, you played it a, a few times, but not really like... Yeah, I didn't I, own it. I was really trying to think about it, and yeah. I think I've played Halo once. Yeah, perfect. I Just feel like now. <laughs> okay, I guess two times. Then. <laughs> I played it a little bit before hopping on Mike, but I yeah. played it at a friend's house, and I remember finding it not super fun. Sure, because I th I, I felt like it didn't have much of a personality. Sure. I felt like it was very, if it had a personality, its personality was like brooding and dark and mm -hmm. sort of like 
not to be pretentious, but the sort of sound and fury signifying nothing, that quote. Yeah. It's kind of what it felt like. It felt very anonymous. Mm-hmm. It felt very bland. Yeah. I, I didn't love what I saw. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, do you remember at all playing it with your friend? Like, I don't know. Like, I guess, I, and the reason why I kind of ask is because, like, a lot of the best memories I feel like from Halo One are multiplayer experiences with friends. Like, like playing the campaign, I remember kind of doing as a kid, but also quitting it very soon into it. But like, I do remember having some fun with it with my friends. So do you remember having any kind of fun with your buddy? Like, was it a bonding experience? Oh, sure. Or were you guys, were you guys like, forget this. Let's just boot up Goldeneye again and, and play that instead. I think we probably did eventually succumb to like let's play a game we all know sure 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 sure. yeah yeah, any kind of video games as a conduit for friendship is always how i've sort of vibed with them so definitely yeah uh hern uh your halo experience well i think i was bringing up earlier i actually have some pre-halo experience which was uh i did have a friend who was a matt gamer and i'm a pc gamer through and through pc for life uh before (laughs) i started out uh well such as it is your tattoo says yeah as a tattoo on my chest i'm regretting now Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh but Bungie before the Microsoft buyout was mac only and it was like kind of matt gamers only claim to fame really i would argue uh and they made this game series for it called Marathon, which they had like a trilogy, I believe, yeah. which may have gone a port or two to PC, but mostly was not PC prevalent. It was their answer to like Doom, System Shot, like all these like 90s FPSs in its own style. And it was kind of the precursor, as it turns out, to what Halo was. Mm-hmm. So I remember like when I got to eventually get the S-Bots and see the Halo, it was kind of like a cool upgrade of like the 90s FPSs, which it kind of is in spirit. Um, and yeah, like I had at spots and at spots resetsy and played all the halos up until reach and my general consensus on it is, yeah, like when it got into that multiplayer groove, it was really awesome. The first one, its campaign could be wanting at times, but it played really well regardless. And Mm -hmm. it was kind of this interesting experience multiplayer wise when you could actually strategize with people on how you play. Yeah. McCaller. Oh boy! Favorite game of all time. It's uh, it's probably it's definitely my favorite shooter. Still, uh, uh, well, I do like Destiny more. Sure. Um, but I remember uh, getting it for Christmas, like finding my Xbox a few days before Christmas, and oh, Halo like was bad perched boy. on You were a naughty boy. I was naughty. I got a big time spanking. I'm <laughs> having Christmas presents before is Christmas time. And Halo was very much my, like, friend group after school activity for a number of years. Like, uh, I lived just, like, a block away from my high school. So, like, after school, everybody would come over to my house. And Mm -hmm. I had, like, um, my room was, like, a long, it was an office. And so it just had, like, room for, like, a bed, but also two couches, like, next to each other. So we just had, like, (laughs) nine dudes (laughs) in my room, like, every day. And just, like... (laughs) They were all smoking pot, and I was afraid to. Uh, <laughs> I was just uh-huh. like sitting there playing Halo yeah. with my friends. So it's like it's definitely got its hooks in me as like my understanding of multiplayer gaming. Sure. Um, I had a friend who like I had lost touch with many years before, and randomly went to uh, like a Halo LAN party, and he was there, and like we reconnected over that, and then he yeah. started inviting me over to his house, and we had like at that point Halo like was the first introduction for like it was a lot of the things that pc kids had had already that 
console kids just never got. So like LAN parties were a big deal. If you have multiple people with Xboxes, you can run an Ethernet cable to your Xbox. Mm-hmm. You play up to eight at a time. Six, uh, Sixteen, Ooh. you could. Yeah. And so we had, uh, we would go to his house, and he had four TVs, like two facing <laughs> each other, like back to back, and Hell we had yeah. all of these people playing Halo all at once. And it's just like, it's. I understand that it's that magic that like so has halo's hooks in me yeah that made me and it's we were just talking about this earlier this is why i have an xbox one because i was like that's the only place i can get a halo game Mm -hmm. and then when destiny came out i was like i wish i had gotten a playstation 4 (laughs) so i could play the the new iteration of how good this first person shooter feels but with my actual friends right because halo has become certainly set after one a solely online experience, which mm-hmm. is fun itself, but so different than the the act of having all of those people together in a space. Do you think that? Sorry to jump in. Um, I feel like that statement is true about most multiplayer games these no, days. No, mostly Halo, though. Mostly. <laughs> well, that <laughs> leads me to Halo. my my sort of question. Do you think Halo helps spur that trend? I think you, so. Yeah. For, especially in the again in the console space, I understand That's a lot nice. of these these things that Halo does so well have been done before, but always on PC. It was like Xbox Live launched a little bit before Halo 2, but Halo 2 was the reason to have Xbox Live. That makes sense. I remember one of the big games that launched with Xbox Live was Unreal Tournament for (laughs) the Xbox. And I remember trying to play that online Christmas of... 2001? (laughs) Yeah, whatever that Christmas was. Uh, 1981, yeah. Yeah, 1981. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, on, uh, backpacking off of that, we'll kind of maybe start with the gameplay of, mm-hmm. of the game. Um, and then we'll jump into like the multiplayer and some of the other inner workings. I don't even know if I, I don't even know if we have time to get much into the plot of the game, but I also don't think to Greg's point, it is super important because I do think this is sort of like the most action gamey of action game mm-hmm. tropes ever assembled into a game before. But I think that it's clear from playing the game and looking at it that one of the things they might not have been super focused on was necessarily a personality. Although I will say Master Chief's like look is very iconic today. Like He does look different than other commandos, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, I think that... They, it looks like they kind of just went with designs, you know. Just, I, will, I will say that the first Halo's story is like a cool, interesting science fiction thing. And just, can I, do you want me to just do like a real brief overview of it? I think it's the only for Halo it. thing. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. humans versus this alien race. Mm-hmm. You get stuck on a Halo. And what, what is a Halo? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's important, I guess. It's a right? big ring in space. And it's like a, it's like a, a land it's got like terrain but it's also been built and constructed and you can see it looping up in the sky and people live there and yeah yeah well it was all it, the halo was designed to keep a third race like contained the mm-hmm. flood which is just like this kind of natural the, f- the flood we were talking about were people yes got it they're like bug monsters got it. they're they are the most alien of the three right so there's yeah. humans and then the covenant which is Close to human enough. They're humanoid. Yeah, from yeah. Yes. They're like yeah. they're like reptile. And then the flood is sort of like the Borg. Yeah, I, they're they're scary. So, so I th- I just think it's it started out as a very classic like humans versus aliens war story, and then kind of like 
halfway through introduces this horror concept where it was like, oh, now everybody has to work together to keep these things from getting out and destroying the universe. Right. I always thought that was very cool. Yes. Um, and they end up destroying it, and I can't remember why. The flood. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and at that point, the mythology spirals out of control. In the second game, you play as somebody in the covenant and i don't remember why and they have like you get into like how their government works and it's very dumb and bad uh, <laughs> a bit of a I think, star wars prequels movie. Yeah. yeah very yeah. much so yeah. but yeah, yeah i think that first game has taxes like a really... and tariffs for <laughs> half the game there's one little robot man who turns on you it's all like yeah they hit the beats correctly i i don't know the the idea of a third race was very it's cool. cool it is cool. Yeah, yeah it, it, it and it's not it's not something we necessarily haven't seen before in storytelling or anything. I mean it's kind of a Lord of the Ringsy thing, right? Well, like even though orc or, uh, dwarves and elves don't like each other, mm-hmm. we have to fight the orcs. Like yeah. that's sort of the uh, the conceit. The Matrix. It was like humans and computers, but now Agent Smith is like a whole whole thing. Come on, computer. Let's go <laughs> let's go take care of Keanu threw his MacBook yeah. Pro in his backpack and <laughs> ran into battle. <laughs> I want to know Kung Fu too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah. So, and I think in the end of the game, uh, you use the guilty spark to destroy the halo. Mm-hmm. Well, guilty spark is the guy who turns on you. He's like working with you the whole sure, time. Sure, sure. And then he's like, but actually, wait a minute, have to kill you. They named the character, <laughs> of which there is a plot reveal that he's not your friend. They named him Guilty. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, Charles Dickens. Come on! Jeez, I'm so yeah. glad you're here to have an outside perspective, Greg, because that never once crossed no, no, my no, mind. No, no, no. I yeah. hearing you talk about how like important this game was and the, the that vivid sort of uh, picture of like that amazing adolescent experience you had. I felt bad for my take on it. I was like, oh, no, yeah? obviously it's beautiful and great, and I'm so happy. <laughs> no, I think I think uh, you know honestly, there's something that. I I very reson- resonated with me when you when you said that, which was like, oh yeah, this is n- this is not Mario. Like this is not something where it's yeah. like, oh wow, this is it is a colorful space shooter, which I thought made it stand out from like other PS2, like Red Faction, for yeah. example. But it is still like, like I I remember just I remember feeling a distance from it. Uh, uh, there was something inaccessible about its story or its mm-hmm. layout or something, even from its beginning. But uh, that ne- that wasn't necessarily something I think they were going for, and that isn't what it's celebrated for necessarily. I almost so. want to. This is a uh, kind of a weird point to make, considering Bungie's history and that mm-hmm. they ended up on Microsoft. But I almost feel like Halo is sort of the Mac of multiplayer gaming. Yeah. Just in that, it's like none of these ideas are necessarily innovative, but they are all collected in a way that made it possible for. Like uh, a person who wasn't com- necessarily computer literate and first person shooter literate and land party literate yeah. to do very easily. Uh, super mm-hmm. streamlined. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then let's let, let's just kind of go through some of the multiplayer aspects and what Halo right. kind of did for us, like as as kids. So the one of the things it introduced was, it, it, though it didn't develop or necessarily maybe even innovate in this direction, it was the thing that we associated with land parties and land parties, like you kind of described, are one of these like weird cultural phenomenons that don't even exist anymore today. It had such a small window of existence, but it was like, everyone bring your console over, which is heavy. Like those (laughs) Xbox, especially so heavy. Yeah. And, and sweat is all night long in a group of guys, all farting, drinking Mountain Dew. uh, And, and we'll play a 16 player match of, 
of this game. Like, what a community-driven thing that was, mm -hmm. right? And it's something that we don't have at all today. Like, uh, you know, multiplayer today, like you said, is all online. Which to me means not at all. I don't do it. <laughs> like, yeah, I pretty yeah. much don't either. Yeah it's, yeah, it's also very anonymous that way. Usually, even if you have like a crew or something, like it doesn't have the same feel of being in the same room, looking at no. the same TV, and, right? Like doing your strategy right there. Yeah, for sure. The thing I love most about multiplayer video gaming is the bits that happen on mm -hmm. the couch. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. If I'm just playing it online, it just feels like. I don't know. It feels removed. For sure. It, it Yeah, it's definitely a lot of comedy happening over your uh, chat, <laughs> you know, in Call of Duty. It's a lot of racism and homophobia sure, sure, and sure. sexism. But, uh, you know, it when, it's it's harder to be racist and sexist and homophobic when you're face-to-face -face <laughs> with one of your buddies, right? Like, you can do it if you try. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. You can focus up. Uh, there was always a Josh, and he was always <laughs> upsetting. But, uh, Name and names. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but, Sip the tea, baby. But for the most part, you know, and, and I remember also being bad at this game. Like, I remember being bad in a multiplayer setting, and that still didn't stop me from playing it wow. over and over and over with people because I it was fun. It was fun to get together mm -hmm. and, and enjoy this kind of experience. Um, yeah, uh, some of the other things that it introduced was uh, just like a, a, uh, a sprawling multiplayer event within a first-person shooter that like would then go on to have like this lineage. It pioneered like online gaming later with like Halo 2, mm. which we won't really talk about because that's a different game. But that is like that is actually they, they innovated themselves out of their own land parties mm -hmm. by introducing Halo yeah. 2 that was just online essentially yeah and very easily accessible compared to any previous online attempts by ps2 or oh, gamecube yeah. if i can throw out something else that added uh and he was talking about michael was talking about like oh well pc might have had this before pc had games like tribes where you should do different like vehicles and different modes of uh -huh. how you're moving around in the world and fps's on consoles didn't really have that like perfect dark golden eye it would just be shooters Halo was one where we're all gaining this vehicle and we're driving over there. You're going to be on the gun behind me. You're going to be on the outlet. Like we yeah. had strategies. We had rankings inside. Like yeah. There were different things you were doing in each vehicle, and it was really nifty. Yeah. It's kind of a direct line from that to like your Fortnites, right? Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. Definitely. It, it's, yes, exactly. That's a really good point. Yeah. When you look at Fortnite and like them, everyone jumping on a golf cart or jumping on a, <laughs> you know, into a, uh, uh, a grocery uh, cart, like, that is uh that is very reminiscent of like old Halo. And also, when you look back at Halo, don't you guys think that like they could have left out all vehicle combat and it still would have been impressive? Like they didn't even need to do that and yeah. and yet they did. I think that that is one of like eight different pieces of things that like collectively made Halo what it is. Mm -hmm. But like uh the moment you said that, I was like, well, but the maps are too big. And it was like, oh, it was really cool how big the maps were. Like, there yeah. were these giant open areas that, like, you could find somebody halfway across, and all of a sudden that makes sniper rifles yeah. more valuable. Yeah. Looking back on it now, it actually is perfectly attuned to my sensibilities of, like, modern gaming. But I remember as a kid being overwhelmed by mm -hmm. size yeah. of maps and stuff. I remember just thinking, like, oh, games are now too big and too complex, and I, mm -hmm. I don't have the patience to really handle this. <laughs> uh, because this whole era of gaming was also one where I, I kind of took a big break. Like, I think it was PS2, GameCube, and Xbox. Like, I, it wouldn't be to, like, PS3 when I would come back mm -hmm. and start mm -hmm. falling back in love with games anyway. Um, 
uh, it also introduced uh, one of our one of our favorite characters in all of gaming and Microsoft internet uh, intellectual properties, uh, Cortana. Cortana. Hmm? hmm. Let's give our old friends a warm welcome. I've already begun. Whoa! Right? Or how about this uh, classic line? And people say I've got a big head. Huh? <laughs> A, She's digital. <laughs> like, why would they ever say that about yeah, her? Yeah, <laughs> it's a strong line reading. Yeah, uh, I've got a big head. I, you know, yeah, some say I've got a big head, and she would go on to voice what we know of as Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Essentially, she wow. is on Windows phones as their Siri, essentially, mm-hmm. right? Which is crazy. Isn't that crazy that, that like your weird. grandma could get a Windows phone? And be talking to Cortana. Cortana <laughs> from a wild sci-fi <laughs> horror, <laughs> and just be asking, "Wait, where can I get? When, when is a uh, Buffalo Wild Wings open?" <laughs> <laughs> I gotta crush some wings, dude. Hearn's grandma's a fucking party. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, Shit, dude. Yeah. Dang, dude. What? Your grandmothers don't do that. Where do they? Eat? <laughs> Um, obviously Halo had a, uh, a mass, it was massively successful, uh, sales of it. Uh, it broke sales records when it was released. Um, uh, by April 12, by April 8th, 2002, a little under five months after it's released, 1 million units had been sold faster than that of any previous sixth generation console game. Can I ask a question? huge. Since you're talking about kind of when it first came out, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it, November, 2001. Yeah. This is a big reach. Do you think this game, in its kind of like moodiness, its anonymity, anonymity, however mm-hmm. you said that word, does this get like a? Is it like a post nine eleven shooter kind e- of? Yeah, it's it's mm. it's that's a really good point. Obviously, anything two thousand one triggers that, right? We're like, or like that question. Yes. I um uh even even if it came out pre September or post, it's always like oh. Well, what were the sales, right? Because like the GameCube, I think launched yeah. in September of two thousand one mm-hmm. in the United States. Like, there's a lot of like weirdness that obviously revolves around that date. I don't know if that helped Halo necessarily, but because I think that most people identify it with that Christmas or mm-hmm. even maybe the next Christmas. Like, I, I, you know, I, I don't know when I got. Uh, yeah, my I definitely hands. got it the next Christmas. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if upon launch it was, but they said like five weeks after it, or five, uh, what was it? Five, a little under five months after it's released, yeah, it sold a million. So I don't know. It's a good, it's definitely a good question. I would need to know, I think, a lot more about what the temperature was of, of the room of kids playing it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, uh, for me, it doesn't, I don't, closely identify those two things whereas like you know i think uh yankee hotel foxtrot came out in 2001 right before 9-11 and and like arguably some of the lyrics like predict a 9-11 type scenario Mm -hmm. um where like i think that's like a more close like you can like really do a study on like what the fuck was going on like with this album versus this event but like i don't i don't know about halo what do you guys think i mean i i could almost see it like some of its popularity coming from that, like the idea of a very simple conflict that you can just endlessly pour yeah. your anger into. Like yeah. I could see that being comforting in that time. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, just the idea of invasion or big large scale uh, attacks coming on, uh, on, uh, human planets. Uh, also just, uh, it being kind of a rah rah, let's all unite around yeah, war. Kind say, of a thing. The communal yeah. part was probably aided by it or helped benefit from that because yeah, it's like, 
you're there's a to you can play the whole game co-op you can uh -huh. get people together and play a bunch of multiplayer and it has to be in the same room kind of thing so right yeah that's interesting. And I'm thinking about being a kid, too. Like, if my mom was like, hey, I don't want you playing this violent game, Me, what would be my argument? Well, Should I just actually, watch the news, Mom? Uh, no, no, stuff no. I was going to say, well, actually, me and my friends play together, and we shoot aliens. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> not us. It's not like Goldeneye, which is everyone murders each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's this thing, you know. Why are you still murdering each other now? Of course, you're a lying yes. kid. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, I, I'm a lying kid in the scenario. I used to tell my mom that she should let me watch horror movies because it was about how good triumphs over evil. Yeah, oh, yeah. And she fair. bought that hook, line, and sinker, <laughs> baby. Hell yeah, baby. I think just the last thing I want to throw out here about Halo before we move on is, uh, uh, I don't think you can talk about it, which we've kind of touched on, but I don't think you can talk about it without sort of mentioning that it is sort of synonymous with like douche culture in general like <laughs> this is a first Fair. person shooter one of the first big ones that inspired an onslaught of this sort of problematic genre in video games it, it's what helped to call of duty from world war reenactments to we're modern warfare we're yeah. killing people it's awesome yeah that's an interesting point you brought up because i would call myself a fan of call of duty or at least mm. i used to be and I like played the modern warfare yeah. and I, so that's like right in the pocket of like douche culture, quote uh -huh. unquote. But for whatever reason, it doesn't feel as, the word I keep going back to is anonymous. Yeah. Halo, maybe it's just like the character because you literally can't see who Master Chief is. Which is weird because this is one of the few games where you're not playing a silent protagonist. That's true. Which is like, that is like Link is supposed to be a wiped uh it's you you are the surrogate link you know you're playing through zelda being link and uh, all i do is kind of go ha! yeah so yeah it's true tracks. so yeah you relate heavily mm -hmm. but uh master chief actually has a voice yeah. and it is like kind of a douchey soldier's voice it's like a, it's like it's like a weird like a, a grunt or something yeah. it, a, a barbaric it's like definitely where you He's see just like, like a neutral man yeah. oh i hate that he's got a lot of all right, Cortana, he's already give me coordinates. He's war torn. That. Yeah, he's rustic. He's gears of war. You know, he's. Um, but it still somehow it does feel like I am Master Chief, even though he has a voice. Mm -hmm. It's very strange. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's probably the campaign's biggest strength is that it does make you feel like there's like a mythology around Master Chief that like, um, and actually the very first level we were just playing and I was reminded of it. Uh, Cortana says like the reason they attacked the ship now is because they knew you were waking up mm. and they were trying to catch you while you were sleeping <laughs> like and so uh, when you walk into a room and they scream and they like run away like it is very empowering you sure. do feel like like this ultimate badass but like uh, you only earned it from being a killer and then you go and <laughs> kill and there's not a lot of depth to that character but it's it's like a fun escapism fantasy also, to feel like a mythology character yeah it's also narratively very convenient for like this is why every, like when you go into a room and you're everyone's bowing your weight it's like this is why because you're the master chief mm -hmm. you're the guy who gets things done mm -hmm. so yeah it kind of made sense that you're the avatar of this whole experience as a result yeah i can see why that would be such a helpful escape valve <laughs> from a life that's <laughs> like you know life is full of whatever challenges it's full of and i can also see how it breeds toxic masculinity oh, culture for yeah. sure you're yeah. the the person who is special and deserves attention is the person who's brooding and uh -huh. is violent and angry <laughs> yeah uh, you know it's both it's both at the same time mm -hmm. yeah 
for sure. And things can be both. And, and, uh, I think that is some, that is a problem that like Halo hasn't really done a lot to move away from in future iterations and should probably look at like, Mm -hmm. uh, gears of war also being a, a big offender of this too, of just being like these, these hulking brutal men, uh, tearing apart, uh, other men and aliens it is it is something that's like sort of like i don't know if we're in love with that idea anymore mm-hmm. as well a, i mean that's kind of the new god of war situation just about to say right yeah. 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 yeah it does feel like halo is probably ready for like a critical reevaluation an how old does a man master actually, chief yeah, yeah yeah how does a man and deal a little, with having spent a life a little murdering? master chief's son he has to take care of there you <laughs> go. yeah i love maybe it. we get rid of the mask we paint their face with like red and white yeah i love that maybe yeah. change platforms perfect that's perfect for me there you go um yeah I, I i think so and i think you know like what we have today is destiny that is where bungie went and that's what they would ultimately end up doing is they would end up making destiny one and then the much better destiny two which is a refined version of that i gotta play these games yeah destiny two i actually like a lot now it has absolute i mean it has a story but what is it no one knows uh but i will say that it keeps a lot of the same combat ideas there with much more uh like uh in it but it also gives you the player you're not a brutal grunt soldier if you don't want to be. You can be a slick Robin Hood style archer. You can be all a thief. You can be a mage. You can be all these different kinds of space uh, combatants. And I think that that is something that it was a very smart decision on Bungie specifically's mm-hmm. uh, whatever you want to call it development thesis, as opposed to uh, staying kind of stuck in this re- Halo Reach war or whatever. Right. I kind of, I guess, speaks to how just human. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm like making such broad, like <laughs> psychological. Uh, I, it's sort of like how human nature has evolved, especially with its relationship to like violent culture. Yeah, I think. I so. feel like at that time we kind of did just want to like kill stuff and feel good, and now we are. And it's cool to see video games in dialogue with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And different looking protagonists too. Yes. Like, uh, you know, Master Chief, while he is, I think, a unique design to other video game characters, if you're looking at like the what was going on at the time too, you, ha- you did have like that original God of War model. And you had like a lot of games that were, you know, you're playing as the... I don't know. Even in your Final Fantasy games, you're a male protagonist uh, fueled by violence to destroy all <laughs> these other things. But then, you know, you look at down the road and like Final Fantasy 13, I think is like where you play as like your first female kind of protagonist since six, maybe. Um, and I think, yeah, things do change over time. And it's, it's sort of like a reflection of why I think what we want mm-hmm. as as consumers. The real hell we had to destroy was in ourselves. Yep. (laughs) And on that note, uh, we're done talking about Halo. Halo, Combat Evolved. Uh, You can play it on the Xbox One. Seven out of ten. I don't know what I would rate it. I I know that when we played it today, I had a blast just switching between the old graphics and the new graphics. That was amazing. I want to be on the record uh, about this. The old graphics look better. (laughs) (laughs) They look better. It is such so novel to go back to those old graphics. I didn't want to go back to these new hd textures it looks so Mm. it's so great it puts me right back in early Mm -hmm. 2000s to like look at this look at this fps this way um anyways uh yeah that's gonna do it for our show today guys we already ran a little over time so uh yeah what's that 
Huzzah, said I. Huzzah. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. Uh, McCaller? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Michael McCaller, and I'm streaming on Twitch. Dot TV slash Uncle Michael Mikey? McCaller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Mikey. <laughs> Uncle Mikey. That's the weirdest. <laughs> yeah. I want to foul that Twitch. Hearn? Um, I'm on Twitter at Michael C. Hearn. I have been dabbling in Twitch lately. I might do more of that. Um, but that and Instagram, you can find me. Hell yeah. And then, Greg, where can people find you around town doing oh, sure, stuff? Sure, sure. If you're in the Los Angeles area. Uh, wherever you are listen to my podcast if you want it's called dope town 3000 it's a storytelling improv freestyle hip-hop hybrid <laughs> uh we have guests on they tell a story we turn it into an improvised hip-hop musical it's very fun you can follow dope town 3000 on all the social medias that's what i yeah that's yeah check it out yeah and it's great i highly recommend it. it's a great show um and then, oh, yeah, uh, if you are in the Los Angeles area and you want to come to a really cool show, another show I produce is called Stories But Shorter. It's on the Campfire Media Network, and you can see a live event show we're doing at Last Bookstore on February 28th. So uh, we really want to pack that out. It's $5 tickets, so it's basically free. Uh, yeah, just come and pack it out. It's basically uh, authors. They come on. They, they read a short story in their voice. Uh, the way it sh- the way short stories should be heard right from the author's mouth. And then we do a quick uh, interview with them. And then we're going to have uh, three authors at that live event. So, yeah, last bookstore, February 28th. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. And Toads, have a safe drive to work. Halo, halo, don't know your own history. Been like this since Halo 3. And it makes me feel sad. Halo, halo. Last time that you made a game Yeah, you took my split screen away And it made me get mad Won't you help me armor up Redeem Arbiter